Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the off path. The off pass. The off point. Is it late or is it late? It's not even that late. It's late. This is a little earlier than normal. A little bit. <laughs> I already sound like I'm half asleep. Anyways, welcome back to the off point with CJ and Ace. Am I Ace or am I CJ? I'm pretty I'll sure. <laughs> um. All right, so we did have some football this weekend, the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl and the Senior Bowl. And the Senior Bowl, um, either which I, I haven't watched. I mean, I watched I, I watched a little bit of the Pro Bowl, or yeah, the Pro Bowl with you. Yep, two and, games where everyone wears a different helmet. Yeah, yeah, it's fun stuff, and I'm sure it's a, a lot of fun for the players just because there's really nothing on the line. It's just basically go out there, do your thing, yeah. have fun. Uh, and just enjoy it. So, Score as much as he can. That's it. That's it, it's just a good time. Um, so, well, let's see. We got uh, some Buckeye basketball news, and we can talk about um, nothing huge. Um, just what was going on this week, um, and then there is uh, NFL coaching things, college coaching things. So, yeah. A little bit to, to discuss this week, you know, that happened throughout the week. Um, where do you want to start? I don't know. That's up to you. All right, let's do uh, Buckeye basketball. Let's start right there. Right. Um, just because there's not a whole lot going on. So they were supposed to play Thursday. Now, if you're not from the area, uh, Ohio, uh, the Columbus, to be more precise, we uh, we got hit with some weather. We got hit uh, Wednesday um, evening. There was a bunch of rain. Actually, kind of kind of rained throughout the day Wednesday. And as the day progressed, it got colder. Overnight, the temperatures really dropped. It got icy. Um, and then snow started to come in a little bit afterwards. A little more so on Thursday, I think, is when the snow really started coming in. Anyway, um, the game was supposed to be at uh, at the Schottenstein, and it was canceled. So... They postponed the game. <laughs> exactly. My sentiments exactly. I was really bummed out because I was really looking forward to the game, and I was trying to – I was going to watch it. And so um, I've got the – you know, I've got a, a streaming service that I use that, that I watch uh, these games on my phone, and the guy – Simply said, I was on ES, or FS1, mm-hmm. that the that the game was on at eight o'clock. Like it said, Iowa versus you know Ohio State at Ohio State, and I go to put it on air, and it's not the game. It, yep. was, it was something completely different. So I'm like, all right, well maybe maybe it gets pushed back. Maybe it was at nine. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe they're wrong. Nine. A little bit, about a quarter after nine rolls around, I check up. Oh, oh yeah, I got to check for the game. Let's look. No, nothing. Still nothing. So I, I looked into it, and sure enough, it was postponed. So I was pretty bummed out about that. And then once again, Ohio State gets screwed out of playing a game. Yep. I'm like, man, this is getting old. First, they, they're dealing with COVID. They missed a couple games mm-hmm. because of it. And then they're supposed to play Nebraska. They're dealing with COVID, so we can't play them. Yep. And then we get like a, a couple games in, and then snow. And now you got weather, <laughs> inclement weather causing yeah. um, uh, no game. So anyway, so they didn't get to play Iowa. That was crappy. But today they got to play Maryland. Maryland, and what a shellacking they put on them, man! It was nice. I watched it. I don't think you watched it yet, but nope. you'll be able to put in some time and watch it this week. I love. I like watching it when they're like they're really on. I mean. Maryland was 11. They went into this 11-11. So it's not like they're like a fantastic team to begin with. They're not um, bad. But I, they did. Now, while I say that uh, that team up north really isn't playing to how um, they thought they would be, how well they thought they would be doing this season. As per usual. Because um, they're usually a lot better than this. But I think Maryland hung in there um, and kept the game pretty close. So I don't think they won when they played them, but I think it was pretty close that I saw. But anyway, 
So, but yeah, Ohio State, I, I think they were firing all cylinders, which is nice to see when everybody's scoring points and EJ Liddell, you know, lights it up. Always seems to be more productive in the second half as far as tossing up points than he is in the first, yeah. which is fine. I mean, he gets them in. It doesn't matter. He gets them in. I think you just watch the guy just kind of progressively just get hot, warmer and warmer throughout the game. Um, they were playing really well. They were shooting really good. Defense was pretty good. Um, I mean, there was a few perimeter shots that Maryland took that were uncontested that I'm like, where, where what are you doing? Why isn't nobody on yeah. this guy? But, you know, when you're up by 14, 15 points, it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, when they got a nice open shot like that, they would drain it. Um, otherwise, Buckeye would, would put the pressure on, and then they just had a tough time. So yeah. uh, I think it was 82-67 was the final on that. Congratulations to uh, men's hoops for getting it done. Um, so, yeah, look forward to the next game. Hopefully they can uh, just maintain playing the game, just staying consistent. That's, you know, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Um, um, though, last week, the women's basketball team at Ohio State did get to play Iowa. Oh, awesome. And they won that game 92-88. to 88. Okay. Um, That's always good to hear. When they played that game, Ohio State was ranked number 23 and Iowa number 21. Oh. So, being a better team, I guess. That's good. That's good. I like hearing that. I like hearing that. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see. Yeah. So, anyway, that's that's uh, Buckeye Hoops. Um, so I jotted some things down just so I wouldn't forget that I wanted to just touch on, um, and, and one of the things is, um, what's going on up north? So Jim, I know Canada, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh is, uh, I, uh, as of, as of now, I think it's, I think it might be a done deal at this point. He's staying at Michigan. I think the guy's been trying to get out. He's wanting to get, you know, getting out this season on a high note. Uh, really can't blame him for that because, you know, this next season, it's it's not going to be pretty. Uh, I mean, they're losing coaching staff left and right. Uh, not functioning over there. Yeah, I got a mouse glitch. A little, little mouse issue. Yeah, a little bit. I, I just saw the screen go black or whatever it did. It, it disappeared. Um, it looks like you got that up and running again. Good. Yep. So, um, yeah. So they got coaching staff. Seems to be leaving left and right. Um, I think they lost a, a chunk of players. To the NFL. Yeah. Um, well, everyone kept coming back to beat Ohio State. They, right. Right. Like, look, I got to beat Ohio State for the sixth year. Got to beat Ohio State year seven. Got to beat Ohio State year eight. We did it. Maybe. All right, we're gone. Yeah, finally. They can move on. <clears throat> Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, so it's not going to be It's not going to be a pretty thing for that team up there. No. It's not. The hang 100 may actually come to fruition. The last time that Ohio, under Ryan Day that Ohio State had a revenge game, well, 49-28 to 28 against Clemson in the playoff. A higher-ranked Clemson, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe that is right. Yeah, and, and we all know Day wanted to do and, the exact same to Bama this year. Yes, and and as we know, Ryan Day has made some some major changes. I mm-hmm. mean, and and even when you think that the offense was doing great, I mean, no line needed I mean, a look, little bit of look help. Look at the but... stats, but yeah. So I mean, I I think got that adjustment as good as the the passing game was, the running mm-hmm. game. It was good really when they used it. It was, it was mediocre at best, but it needs to be better. Come on, let's face it, right? 
mean, this yeah. is Ohio State. We we. I mean, we, it's hard to tell because some, we uh, running backs. It's hard to tell because we never really used it. When uh, we did, it was pretty good. Well, there was times that we did and weren't getting much. What I think yeah. part of the problem was when they when they did good when they created the hole. Mm-hmm. Then you saw what Travion Henderson could do. The guy he gets to he gets to the first gap. If he makes it past like the first, maybe even second tackle, he's gone. Forget about it. The dude's gone. But I think the problem was is after a few plays when it wasn't working, it was like mm-hmm. we'd only go they'd only go back to it, you know, everyone they just I really didn't see like the push, the really push for the yeah. run game. You, it you was can, it was basically can. like screw it. The passing game is being so much more effective. Yeah. We're just going to stick to this. You cannot abandon the run. But you can't come. No, you can't because abandon the run. It takes your running back a little bit of time to put up some momentum and get going. Well, and what does the statistics tell you about the rivalry? The team that, that runs the ball the best wins. So, and I think that came, uh, I think it became evident mm-hmm. that that was the case. Like, our our passing game just wasn't doing anything. There, I mean, because mm-hmm. Stroud still threw for what over four hundred yards, didn't he? Yeah, nine times out of ten, when Ohio State loses, it's for one of two reasons: one, ineffective run game, or lack thereof. Yeah. Or two, crap penalties or penalties not being called. Period. Sometimes that happens. It's unfortunate, but that that's football. Um, so yeah, so the adjustments that Ryan Day has been making, uh, you, you think it would be a lot. A lot of it's on the defensive side, yeah. but there are so, some things that um, he's changed a couple, even on the offense. Couple side too. analysis on the offense. Yeah. Um, as far as the actual coaching staff, only our offensive line coach, um, Stud, has been fired. And replaced by Justin Fry out of UCLA. Yeah. Fry's pretty good. Day's worked with Fry a few times yeah. in this past. Um, yeah, our offense should be set for next season. I, I think so. I it gets it gets you excited though. It's mm-hmm. like because when they make all these changes stuff, you wanna you wanna see what the, the outcome of all this is gonna be. What is yeah. it gonna look like? We've been uh, you know prior to Ryan Day, um and I would say even most of Urban Meyer's tenure there, our defense has been been pretty elite. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty elite, you know. And it'd be it's going to be so nice because that's the defense we're used to seeing from Ohio State. Silver bullets, the silver bullets, exactly. Yeah, um, and um, fortunately, Jim Knowles knows he doesn't have four years. He does know. He does know. He's he he's said it. He knows it that he doesn't have four years. That he's also not he's also not working. With lesser talent, not that I mean, not that it, the talent was horrible at Oak State, but I mean, this is this is the type of this is what we get. It's this is Ohio the State. best of the best. So and his his staff, I really is just a lot think better. The talent is there. I mean, we've said it all year. Like by far, um, talent for talent, like even Ohio State versus that team up north. Talent for talent, we should not have lost that game. Nope. Talent for talent. Then I was just really just came down to scheme, and I also think, um, like uh, mentality, like mm-hmm. just your the the aggression. I just I think that that drive to to be better, to play harder, it just it really wasn't there. You weren't seeing that. I think that's you really weren't seeing that from like you would see flashes of it from the defense for the most part. Uh, yeah. In this throughout the season, but for the most part, um, yeah, it just it wasn't there. You mm-hmm. saw that how easy they could buckle and mm-hmm. <laughs> watch us get gashed and uh, yards and points get tossed up on us when it really shouldn't have been that way. I think it would been another like act. I think it probably would have been another losing season if it wasn't for this offense. The offense was so elite that it saved us. They would. They, they yeah we. 11 games. We, we wrecked defenses a lot of the time. So, mm-hmm. so it was a good thing. Yeah, it was a good thing. So we know we definitely know what we got offensively. And I think defensively, 
we know what the players are. I mean, they they came in um, highly touted, a lot of these guys. Jack Sawyer, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a name. When he came in, you kind of got excited, like, okay, you know, this mm-hmm. guy's he's a big deal coming in here. JTT, this is mm-hmm. another guy. He came in, and these are these are guys that Callier. Yeah, and 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 so it's like not so much you did guys like Haskell Garrett on the team. Zach Harrison. Right. But those guys were already here, and, and they were very, a huge impact, especially mm-hmm. uh, Haskell the Rascal. Yep. You know, big. those were impact players, but they were vets. It's the, the mm-hmm. newer guys that were just coming in that they may have had like a moment here and there, mm-hmm. but but nothing, nothing standing out. When they came in, Highly touted as they were, you would ex- yeah. you, we, I expected more. Yeah, I expect, but our our expectations was high for yeah. for Ohio State. So, um, but uh, you know, so back to the the, the Harbaugh thing. Um, it'll be interesting to find out what kind of hires they make and what kind of season they're going to have because just from what I'm I'm seeing now, I just. I just don't think they're going to be a very good team. No. I I think they'll finish with a winning season. I think they will, too. Um, but they're not They're not going to get far. I don't, I don't think so. I don't see that. I'm, I could I, be wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, hey, they, they do play, um, who do they play? Hawaii, like Colorado State next season. Yeah. So, you know, those should be wins. Should. Should. I should, um, but I'm pretty sure they will. Let's, let's take it back to what was that? 2007 against App State, right? Yeah, <laughs> anything, anything's possible. That was hilarious. So, um, but um, there, there were, but anyway, so so Harbaugh like almost became a head coach at uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Like it the was, Vikings. I, I think that was the closest that I heard of him getting a job into the NFL. Yeah, I think that was probably the closest. Well, but, I think I think if he wanted to guarantee, he should have he should have applied for the Jags. I, yeah, I mean that's if they even wanted him, or you know, I and I just don't think that they would have. Um, Hard to say, yeah. So a lot of lot of coaching changes going on in the NFL, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so Doug Peterson returning to head coaching, as he's the Jaguars' new head coach. Yeah, I think or, I just saw something at the the Texans. Um, maybe in talks with Lovey Smith. Yeah, or I should put this, and this is the better way of saying it. In 365 days, Doug Peterson will be fired from Jacksonville. That's how it should be put. Does it? You have no hope in that. When you're working with the worst roster in the NFL. And the worst general manager in the history of the NFL. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to take to turn that around. And a stubborn owner. Yeah, you're yeah. you're done. It's going to take new. It's going to take an entirely new leadership over there. Jacksonville is a mess, and I don't know what it's going to take to turn that around. Simply yep. put. Oh, so. How about this? Um, number one overall quarterback matchup in a Super Bowl. Um, so, so the so these quarterbacks were picked number one overall okay, yeah. into the NFL, and they met in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it's the second time that ever happened, and it's happened within the last six years. Ooh. The first uh, being Cam Newton okay. versus uh, Peyton Manning. Wow. Yeah. Both of those that, were number one overall quarterbacks. That was the first time that I actually paid attention and cared about a Super Bowl. Yeah. Because it was Peyton. Yeah. The second time is this coming Super Bowl with Matt Stafford versus Joe Burrow. Wow. Yeah. Now, here's something else uh, you might want to take note. And this, and, and 
and all okay so all four of these quarterbacks are out of the SEC. This yeah. is why the SEC gets its claim to fame. This is why they they have the the appearance. This this is why they state themselves and why everybody looks at them as the dominant conference. Mm-hmm. And it's because of things like this that keeps happening. Mm-hmm. So you have Cam Newton out of Auburn, Peyton Manning out of Tennessee, Stafford out of Georgia, and Burrow out of LSU. Um, I mean, we know where he started first in the Big Ten, but he finished in LSU. That's where he won a national championship. Um, all SEC. Yeah. Um, so I found that interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, fortunately, I actually right here has something to counteract that little SEC brag. Okay. So Ohio State alumni in the Pro Bowl. Six. So six Buckeyes played in the Pro Bowl. Six alumni. Okay. Um, that that are playing in the Pro Bowl. Now, let's name these players. Marshawn Lattimore for the Saints. Jonah Jackson for the Lions. Joey Bosa for the Chargers. Nick Bosa for the Niners. Denzel Ward for the Browns. Corey Lindsley for the Chargers. And Cameron Hayward for the Steelers. All very notable names. Mm-hmm. Extremely and all notable. defensive players, right? Um, I believe Corey Lindsley is a center. Okay. So one offensive guy in there. In which no school, not just in the Big Ten, but no school in the nation has more players in the Pro Bowl than Ohio State. So we produce the guys. We produce the guys. Yeah. And so that, Ohio that's State, not a problem. But when it comes to, it just it seems like when it comes to quarterbacks, that's not really that's not where our big players seem to come from. No, not necessarily. Which is, um, which is kind of sad. Which I, I mean, it's not that bad because I mean we get a lot of defensive guys mm-hmm. that, that go in the NFL, and that's and, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I mean, that's what we do. We breed defensive players, and defense wins championships. So you got that. Yeah. Um, and we have four out of like I want to say twelve guys up for NFL Man of the Year. Yeah. Crazy. A lot of accomplishments on Ohio State. Yeah. Um, so I got something else here for you. Oh, not to mention all the guys in the Super Bowl. Right. Four um, captains. So here are starting quarterbacks, okay, to win a national title mm-hmm. in college and a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We have one Joe Namath. Mm-hmm. Joe Montana. Montana. And that's it for now. Could it be Joe Burrow? I'm starting to see a little bit of a trend here. Joe. Guys named Joe. I'll do you one better. And these are ad- not average Joes mm-hmm. either. I'll do you one better. Quarterback. Actually, not just quarterbacks. Yeah, just quarterbacks, I think, is the stat. With a Super Bowl, national championship, and a Heisman. Well, that's even more rare. Zero. Joe Burrow could be the first. He could be the first. Hey, I hope so. I hope so. Um, so, and again, Joe Namath came out of Alabama. So, again... SEC. Joe Montana's out of the Notre Dame. Yeah, independent. So, so not SEC, but Joe Burrow's got the SEC label. He's also got a Big Ten label. He also has a Big he, Ten. He's the he's he the, came out earlier yeah. this week and was I was like, I'm still a Buckeye. I graduated from there. Well, thanks for the claim, Joe. Oh. All right. Um, hey, you know what? 
let's take a quick break and come back. Let's do our Pro Bowl prediction. All right. All right. We'll be back. All right. We're back. Um, so, next thing up, we're going to do our Pro Bowl prediction. Let's see. Let's see how well we did. All right. So, the Pro Bowl final. What was that? It was 35 to 41, the AFC winning. All right. 35 to 41, right? Yep. AFC won. Mm-hmm. That's close. That was close, right? No mm-hmm. blowouts there. Okay, so whose prediction do you want to hear first? Mine or yours? Let's go with yours. Okay. All right. Here's mine. You ready? Yep. You sure? Yeah. Okay. I had AFC 38, NFC 35. Ooh. How close was that? NFC, that was, I had that one right on. That was close. And I had AFC winning, so only off by three points. Man, I feel really good about that. Yeah. I feel really good. All right, you ready for yours? All right. All right, first off, you had this going into overtime with the AFC 24 and the NFC 27. That was low scoring. It was that was that was pretty low, but I think I mean they, they killer defenses in these games. That you're right. That there was a lot of deep like, and I think that's what we were we were kind of thinking that a little bit is how tough the defense was going to be. But the defense and they did do well. Like there were interceptions, like ridiculous. Like, the interceptions in this game were ridiculous just from the little bit that I saw. And um, so that, that probably played a factor in some of the scoring here because field position, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the interceptions was taken back. I don't know how – actually, I don't know how many were taken back for a touchdown. But I saw I saw one Yeah, in a little bit that I, that I watched. So I did see the one. They nearly had one. The AFC nearly got one The right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. So, not bad. I feel really good about that. I feel really good about that. Yeah. Um, a little bit of history on the Pro Bowl. It actually used to be, I believe... Let's see if I can actually. I want to confirm this first. All right, I want to say it was the Super Bowl champions versus the NFL All-Star team. So it would be whoever won the Super Bowl and then a team of the best players. Okay. And the first ever Pro Bowl was held on January 15th, 1939. It was the New York Giants and the NFL All-Stars. Score, 13-10. to 10. With the Giants winning that. It was... So, 1939. Mm-hmm. They had the Giants. Mm-hmm. Playing the NFL All Stars, mm-hmm. so it was like one team versus. Because there was no NFC and AFC, so it was your champions versus a team of the best. And the and champions still won. And the champions and, still and won. The team won. Wow, <laughs> they really were the champions. Um, Can you imagine if they did that now. Let's say the the Bengals won. Yeah. And then they put together an All Star team. An I don't think they team. would win. I don't. Could it be close? Maybe. Yeah. It would be tough, but I just, I don't know. I have a hard time envisioning, mm-hmm. like, if they built a team of 
the best. Well, I mean, even if it was like the AFC or the mm-hmm. NFC, just versus like Cincinnati or even the Rams. Yeah. Yeah, there were only one, two, three, five Pro Bowl games played prior um, to the Pro Bowl being canceled. In 1942 was the last year. Yeah. When the Pro Bowl returned, it was 1950 because of this, the World War II. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, baseball was canceled, too. That's yeah. when women's baseball came about. So in 1950, it returned, and it was now the AFL versus the NFL, I believe. Yeah. And the first one of that... The AFL won twenty eight to twenty seven. Hmm. But now let's bring it up to within the last decade. So we're getting a more modern take. In two thousand ten. score was 55 I would believe the 21 is what it says here in 2010 2010 oh good with Bill Belichick coaching the AFC and Mike Smith the Atlanta Falcons coach at that time <laughs> coaching the NFC um it didn't end well. Yep. Well, I mean, it did for the FC. That's in 2010. A couple years later, 2013, they did a series of unconference Pro Bowls. So, for example, in 2013, it was Team Rice versus Team Sanders. <laughs> sort of like how the NBA does it. Yeah. I think I remember that vaguely. Mm-hmm. With coaching on Team Rice, Ron Rivera, hmm. and on Team Sanders, Chuck. Ah, uh, what's his name? Chuck Pangio, something like that. Oh, okay. Pangano, something like that. Pagano. Pagano. I recognize the name. <laughs> Chuck Pagano. Pagano. Yeah. Um. Following that was Team Irvin and Team Carter, hmm. with Jake with Jason Garrett coaching Team Irvin, of course, yeah. both Cowboys and Carter with John Harbaugh as the coach. And if that's the Carter, I think it was. Thank God it wasn't Jim. Yeah, yeah, I think John's a. I think he's a better coach. Way better, and then. In 2015, it was a combination of the last two with Team Irvin and Team Rice. Hmm. Team Irvin won that one, 49-27. Irvin's coach was Winston Moss and Green Bay's from Green Bay, and Rice's coach was Andy Reid of Kansas City. Now we've gone back to AFC versus NFC. The first one coming back was tied. Was it now? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do they end those on the time? Maybe they don't do overtime. Maybe. Maybe they don't. Sounds like something they do. Oh, yeah, because there's nothing, no, mm-hmm. there doesn't have to be a winner. So if they both mm-hmm. tie, then you just go end of regulation, boom, yep. it's a tie. You both are really good. Shake hands. Go home. Mm-hmm. Then in 2017 was the next one. Score was 24-23. With Mike Tomlin as the FC coach and Sean Payton as the NFC coach. In 2018, the AFC won 26-7 with Anthony Lynn from the Chargers as the AFC's coach and Jason Garrett as the NFC's coach. In 2019, the AFC won 38 to 33. 
with John Harbaugh as their coach and Pete Carroll of the Seahawks coaching the NFC. Unfortunately, in 2020, there was no game due to the pandemic. Makes sense. And this is the... Or let's listen here's the 2021 Pro Bowl since it's from the season, I should yeah. add. Um, the AFC, of course, won 41 to 35. And here's what I wanted to find out. Coaching the AFC, and now I'm kind of glad they won, Mike Vrabel. Oh. Because the AFC had the majority of the Ohio State players and a Buckeye coach. So now I'm at peace with the yeah. AFC okay. winning. Yeah. And the NFC had Matt Waffler from Green Bay. Matt LeFleur. 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 I uh, honestly can go either way. Yeah, I wasn't. Game. I, I was, yeah, I was kind of, I was not one-sided on that. It really doesn't matter. Um, usually you kind of have a favorite sometimes, but I really didn't. Um, I just go with the because, you know, I have, Cowboys. right. Well, yeah, I mean, I could see that. Um, in the series. But I like team, I liked, I liked a bunch series. of players from both sides, so mm-hmm. it was fun. Um, I wasn't going to get the series. The oh. series stat is in favor of the AFC 26-22. Okay. Which really says something, because the AFC comes from the AFL. Yeah. The rival of the NFL. Hmm. The NFL couldn't even beat the league they bought. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Um, all right, so I saw that Seven Banks has entered the transfer portal. Yes. I thought the dude was going to go to the NFL. He withdrew from the draft to enter the transfer portal. So. Due to from, injury, I believe. Well. From what I hear is, and and I, I don't know if there's any truth to this, please don't hold me to it, but it seems like he's been very indecisive about what he wants to do. Yeah. Like he's been very in and out, in and out, and I, I kind of think that they may have helped him, help move him along <laughs> with one of his decisions. Like it's, you, you got to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, which, it, it's kind of sad because he was, uh, you know, he came in, um, and looked at as probably one of the next um, really good corners. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of think uh, more of the spotlight's been a little more on Denzel Burke. Yeah, it has. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm sad to see the guy go because because um, he did he, he was pretty good. I thought yeah. he was good from you know what I've seen. Um, but yeah, theory uh, is just... he'll go to Cincinnati to reunite with Combs. Well, well, maybe. Wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, now we had another game of the best, of the best in their league playing this weekend. It was the Reese's Senior Bowl. Yeah, the national team versus the American team, and the national team, which hosted, I believe, all of the Buckeyes. Or at least I had Haskell Garrett and, and Tyreek Smith. Okay. Won that game twenty to ten. Twenty to ten. That's pretty nice getting to see the national team win again. I believe that's where all the Buckeyes were. Okay. Um Let's see if I can pull it up here. Um, I'm not sure who the coaches for each team were, because I believe they're both usually NFL coaches. Really? I believe, because, you know, they're preparing them for the NFL. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Um, Um, let's see. Until you recorded that? I I believe I recorded it. Um, so it looks like... Father, check that out. The Detroit Lions and the New York Jets were coaching this year. And that's right, because Jeremy Rucker is on the national team. 
and his dad is a Jets fan, uh, and the Jets were coaching the national team. Gotcha. So, I mean, it's the Alliance, the Lions were coaching the American, and, well, the, let's just put it this way. The Lions have an interim head coach right now. Right. So, it kind of makes sense that they may not have done very well. Right. Considering this guy probably isn't used to being a head coach. True. So that was... I didn't see very much of the game, but I heard uh, at Haskell and Tyreek Smith put on a good showing. I saw that Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. Oh, shine. yeah? Nice. Um, yeah, I definitely want to check that out. Yeah. Um, weekends can get a little... Yeah, a little busy, kind of hard to get everything, but you know, hey, that's why we record these things, right? Yeah. So, so college football is officially over up. now. College football, well, for us viewers anyway. Yeah. For players and coaches, no, it's still going um, on. Also, another note I th- we forgot to bring up earlier on the end for that team up north. Yeah. They got Harbaugh back, but they're losing both their coordinators. Right. Yep. Yep. As Josh we, Gattis. Yep. As we mentioned leaving today, heading coaches to leaving the Miami Hurricanes. Yep. For the same freaking job. How bad does it have to be up there that you beat your rival, you won your conference, you made it to the playoff, and now you're leaving for the exact same job? To a lesser team that didn't do very well. And of course, you're probably taking a pay cut. Do you think that he's going to have a pay cut going to the NFL? Miami Hurricanes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. you did say the Hurricanes. Um, you think it's a pay cut? I-, I think it will be, considering that he's going from a blue blood to a no blood. I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to think because I mean, it, it's it's Miami. I mean, even though they're kind of in a let's put it this not, way, not so he's great going, situation right he's now. He's going to a, a team that his rival made irrelevant 20 years ago. Well, but the Hurricanes usually decent. Uh, they weigh. They were seven decent. and five this year. Yeah. Well, I mean. They're usually not that bad either. No, now, they have been so. for a little while. I'd hate to think that he's left and made less money. I mean, like you said, how bad is how bad is it up there that you would leave, mm-hmm. knowing that the team had just made it to a playoff, and then you mm-hmm. would go somewhere. Like, how bad does that have to be up there? I mean, yeah. your head coach doesn't want to be there. I mean, it definitely does make, bring up that question. Like, Miami's not in a better position. You wouldn't no. think. I mean, they have a new head coach that I believe he's familiar with. Yeah. But still, your team was just in the playoffs. Right. You were just ranked number two in the nation. Yeah. You won a conference championship. You beat your rival. Now, is this a decision? I don't know this, and I don't think that you would either, but is this a decision that he had already made thinking that maybe Harbaugh had a high chance of being leaving? Maybe, but he was next up for the head coaching job. He was third in line, and their defensive coordinator was second. Well, actually, he was second in line. The defensive coordinator would have been first in line. Because if you are on you know, any of the coaching staff – and not the head coach, and you know that your head coach is looking for an open door to the NFL. You'd probably love to what, leave, too. What is, yeah, what is going through your mind? What are your thoughts? Do I want to stay here? I, especially if you know that you're not next in line to be the head coach. Well, he, he would be after their defensive coordinator left. So I guess, I guess you would have to know... Who would be next, and are they sticking around? Do you wait it out? He, are, he already left. 
So, I mean, this would be like yeah. if Ryan Day left okay. when Urban Meyer announces retirement. Dude, you were next. Yeah. Or do you just want to get out of there? Because I don't you think don't, that you Miami don't want to take Ohio I, State. I, but I don't think that Miami. Oh, Miami is, doesn't play Ohio State. That's it. Well, there's that. That's a very good point. But I don't think that they're in a better situation. No. Unless you think that you can get go down there and help Miami get better in the ACC. Maybe there is more of a chance to take Miami a little higher in that conference. Yeah. Because looking around... There's only a couple teams that you would have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And Clemson being one of them. I mean, hey, kinda, they went 9 you and 3. Kinda, this year. As I would say, you kind of saw how things kind of fell apart for them this past year. Now, will that be the same next year? It'll be interesting to see what Clemson is going to be like next year. Losing season. Mike Vrabel. Um, but you know, you know. That Ohio State's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. That they are a constant. So, yeah, I, I don't know what the guy's why is, and and, and making his move to Miami. Yeah. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Michigan is just going to be. Uh, is that's going to be? It's either going to be a complete shit show or. Yeah. Or they're just going to, I don't know, maybe they'll look better than, than what we think, just the direction maybe. it's headed. Maybe. Um, something that I kind of accidentally looked into over the past few days was the Blue Bloods of college football. Okay. And these are all decided by a, a K-4 rating which basically evaluates basically every aspect of the team. Coaching, win win percentage, championships of any sort. How was your defense? How was your offense? All time. The Blue Blue Bloods are the 10 teams that have the highest. All time. And the Wolverines are number one. Hmm. Notre Dame is number two by .3. That's how much they're missing by. Okay. Ohio State is number three. Alabama is number four. Followed by USC at five, Oklahoma at six, Texas at seven, Nebraska at eight, Penn State at nine, and Florida State at ten. I'd say most of these teams make sense. They're almost always in the picture. Yeah. Now. Something that's been brought up recently is the New Bloods. These would be teams with a K-4 rating of over 75 since, I believe, 1978, which is, I think, when they consider college football modern era since 78. Oh, okay. So the New Bloods would be Florida, Georgia, Miami, Hurricanes, Clemson, Auburn, LSU, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Washington. Nine of them. Washington, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Now, do you want to put these two together? If I can pull that graphic back up here. If you put them together and go by a K-4 rating since, like, in the modern era, since 1978. So since the Blue Blood rating has started. Number one is Ohio State. Always a good place to be Mm -hmm. in. Both charts that include these two teams. Yeah. One is that team up north on top. The other is Ohio State. Mm Mm-hmm. All more proof of why it's the rivalry. Yeah. Um, number two would be Alabama, Oklahoma, and then Florida State. So the top four are all blue bloods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five 
is Florida. Six would be that team up north. Seven, Georgia. Eight, USC. Nine, Nebraska. Ten, Penn State. Only two of the top ten are new. The other eight are all blue bloods. Yeah, no surprise there. Uh, do you have, um, is there any, any trivia? We do have more trivia this week. Okay. Let's, so let's, let's do that, and then we'll uh, do our Super Bowl prediction. Yep. And let's, then we'll call it a night. Let's try and find this week's lineup. Today is February 6th. So where do we leave off? On the 29th, 30th? Well, don't ask me. You're the one who's been reading them. I don't know. You start reading it. If it sounds familiar, I'll let you know. All right. I want to say this is where we left off. Should have marked it. Should. Um, would the name Jerry Welsh ring a bell? Sorry, I tried to toss a pencil to you. Oh, that's great. All right. So, fact. 50 years ago, Jerry Welsh was voted as the Ohio State men's ice hockey team's MVP for the second of three consecutive seasons. In 2018, he landed in the OSU Athletic Hall of Fame. I believe I read that one last week. Maybe. I thought I would I thought I would recognize it, but I'm like, nope. did we hear that? All right. So now trivia. What opponent did the Ohio State men's fencing team turn away in the finals to claim the 2020 Midwest Fencing Conference Championship earning... A second straight title. Was it Penn State, Cleveland State, Michigan, or Toledo? Oh my gosh. Let's see, you have two other Big Ten teams on there Midwest Fencing Conference Championship. Midwest. What were the other two? You had Mich- Michigan and Penn State. Who was the other two? Cleveland State and Toledo. And when, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to say Cleveland State just because it doesn't even. Boom. Ah, holy cow. I got one. It just seemed like the, the, the oddest one to have in there. Mm-hmm. And even Toledo, kind of. Yeah. That, that, um, that would have been my next one. I think, I think throwing in the two Big Ten teams in there just kind of, mm-hmm. it was like a trick. Yeah. All right, fact, OSU men's ice hockey player Brendan Kearney was named the 2019 recipient of the Derek Hines Unsung Hero Award, a national honor given to a Division I player each season. Congratulations to that guy. All right. I'm sure he deserved it. Trivia. In what year did Ohio State first host the NCAA Division I Women's Volleyball Championship. Oh, my gosh. Women's? Mm-hmm. Very, it was within the last 10 years, tell you that. All right. 2000. And I'll give you a hint. Okay. In 2018, they hosted the... Like one of the tournament games, and we even had a few basketballs that came from those games. So that's when they hosted the the tournament. So when do they host the the championship? Two thousand nineteen. Sixteen. Sixteen. I had the nine upside down. Yeah. Oops. Oops. All right, fact. They spot in the Big Ten semifinals already sewn up it in a fourth consecutive 21 season already recorded. The Ohio State men's ice hockey team was en route to earning a school record fourth consecutive NCAA tournament appearance in 2020 before the COVID-19 pandemic shut down college sports. Wow. Well, how about that? I wonder if they claimed it for the next year. Name the four. Oh, here's a football one. Ooh. Trivia. Name the former OSU wide receiver whose late touchdown catch provided the Pittsburgh Steelers the victory in Super Bowl. What would that be? 
forty. San Antonio home. Yeah. Got it. Oh, only so many Buckeye receivers have played. Right. <laughs> yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And they've only been in so many easy. Super Bowls. It was kind of an easy one. Since. All right, and I believe this is our last one. The fat Ohio State football guard, tackle, and kicker. Wow. Reggie M- Monahan. Monahan was inducted into the OSU Athletics Hall of Fame in 2020. He won a pro football championship as a member of the Detroit Lions in 1935. Holy cow. A guard, a tackle, and a punter, kicker. kicker. He would have fit Ryan Day's offense perfectly right. because he just plays all tackles. That's crazy. So even as a guard, he would have worked. All right. Is that it? And that would be it for this week. Okay. You better mark it. You don't forget. And then we got to do our... Uh... To do our Super Bowl picks. All right. All right. You want to go? You want to go or you want me to go? I want you to go. No, oh, man. Okay. All right. So, Bengals and the Rams. Super Bowl. Man, does this have overtime implications? Ooh. Man. That, that, that's that's going to be a tough one. Bengals and Rams. Yeah, a little bit of a tough one there. Yeah. I'm going to go. I don't know. Bengals, 34. Rams, uh, 24. No. Rams, 27. Okay. In regulation. In regulation. Yep. So 24 to 27. With who winning? Bengals. Bengals. Ooh. Yep. All right. What do you got? Let me, let me take a look at that paper that you got that written down. I want to <laughs> eyeball the numbers. Yeah, I want to eyeball all of our numbers the past few. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So with the Cardinals Rams, we predicted that there. You predicted that the Rams would win, right? I predicted that the Cardinals would win, it looks like. Okay. And who won that? The Rams. Okay. Okay. So you are... <laughs> I want to do the statistics here. So... So far, you are one yeah. and L. Okay. Then in the NFC Conference Championship was the Niners and the Rams. You predicted that the Niners would win. Yeah. I predicted that the Rams would win. Okay. So no, one that. and one. Yeah. Then in the AFC Championship, I predicted the Bengals would win, and so did you. Okay, so there's a tie. There's a tie. Um, then in the Pro Bowl, we both predicted that. No, you predicted the AFC would win? Yeah, I did. You did. That's right. And I predicted the NFC would win. I almost got that score perfect. Almost. So you are. So the record is two one, and one. Yes. You versus me. Oh. Let's just pray it's another tie, because I'm going Bengals. With a score, of. Forty-two to thirty. No, no, not forty-two. Forty-one. Okay. Because I think this is how this works. Okay. So forty-one to thirty-five in overtime. 
Oh, so you're going to do the exact same score as the Pro Bowl with an OT. Is that the exact same yeah, score? That's the exact score, 41 to 35. Is that why? Did it just stick 41? out? 41? Yes. Oh, the actual score the actual is what you're score. talking about. Yes, yeah. the actual score. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. I thought you were talking about my prediction there. Yeah. I predicted good and overtime. That's why you saw the numbers, because they were today's scores. Yeah. I didn't look at today's scores. Okay. But... Well, wasn't trying. Um, All right. Let's see if it'll have the same outcome I mean, as the Pro Bowl. Maybe I, maybe I would that's say 42, it. but I want to say in overtime, you can't go for the PAT. Okay. Like, it's just like, all right, you won, you're done. Yeah. Yep, that's right. All right. Let's see. Maybe the Pro Bowl was a, uh, a sign of things to a come. A sign of things to come. So we'll roll with that. All right. Let's get out of here. Um, it's my Betty time. So All right. everybody have a great week, and we shall see you next time. We out. Can you feel it? Can you feel it?